Hello, everyone. I am so excited to introduce you guys to Kylie Mon. She is one of my best friends and my mentor and an amazing photographer. So I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about her so you guys know before she starts. She is a mom boss who leads a team of photographers, editors, and marketing pros. She loves to train other photographers, entrepreneurs to create thriving businesses. When she isn't shooting, scheduling, editing, blogging, and so much more, she is creating memories with her three beautiful kids and her very supportive husband. She is one of the top photographers in Utah and a marketing genius. Kylie has spoke and trained thousands of people at multiple events. Teaching is her passion and she is dang good at it. I can't wait for you all to hear from her and learn amazing tips. So Kylie, wherever you went, come on up. Hello, I'm super excited to be here and talk about this. So did anyone kind of have a freak out this morning when Kara said, Instagram has to be 70%, 75% you? Like anyone else like, Ugh, no, this is not why I signed up for this. So we're gonna take care of that and I'm gonna teach you exactly how to get in front of the camera and then why you should get in front of the camera and what you're gonna do with those pictures. So before we start, so we're gonna talk about how to do this without an Instagram husband. So I have a husband, not an Instagram husband. I think some of you might be confused what that means. So here's a little video to see what an Instagram husband is. My name's Jeff and I'm an Instagram husband. Behind every cute girl on Instagram is a guy like me and a brick wall. My name's Trey, I'm an Instagram husband. I've had to delete all of the apps off my phone just to make more room for more photos. Hi, I'm Nate and I'm an Instagram husband. I love my life so much. My job in pictures is to make her look good. I want you to just take a picture like, like higher, no higher, higher, higher. Babe, higher. I'm basically a human selfie stick. Go. Last year for Christmas, I actually got her a selfie stick. And then she got mad at me because she thought I was just trying to get out of taking photos. Of course, I'm trying to get out of taking your photo. What are you doing in here? Taking a picture of all your stuff? Yeah, this is a good moment. I support that! Oh wait, just a second. I should probably comment on this. It helps me out if I'm the first one to comment. Cute! It's become a pretty big problem. Um, we take so long to get anywhere because we're taking pictures of our feet. Oh, shoe pick, shoe pick. No, this one's better. No, no, stop, stop. Move your foot. Okay, can we hold hands? One more, one more. I like this leaf right here. Yeah, we used to eat our food. Now we just take pictures of it. No! You can't do that! I haven't taken a shot of that yet! God, we have to show everybody how much we enjoy our lives together. Yeah, it's really enjoyable. If you or someone you know is an Instagram husband, 
help is out there. Go to InstagramHusband.com and see how millions of men just like you have found hope. I'm an Instagram husband. I'm an Instagram husband. I'm an Instagram husband. I'm an Instagram husband. Babe. Okay. So, does anyone in here have an Instagram husband? Look at that. Okay, we've got like three, four hands. Good for you. The rest of us, we've got to learn how to do this by ourselves or convince our husbands or our friends or our roommates. It doesn't have to be a husband. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So this is my family. I'm a mom of three, and then I have a team of photographers, and this is my team on, this, on the other side. Um, and I've been teaching marketing and stuff for a long time. And what I've learned from teaching marketing is that um, the best strategy is, like they said all morning, is to be yourself. And the best way to stand out is to be yourself. So we're going to talk about those things. So raise your hand if you have spent an outing with your family or friends worrying about the whole time if you're going to get a picture of your cute outfit. Or maybe here at Rain, you're like, I, I wore this outfit, I bought this outfit, I have to have a picture, right? Raise your hand if you've asked someone to take a picture and then you got this. You can't, maybe you can't tell, but it's like completely out of focus. You like pass off the camera and you get it back and you're like, well, that was not worth it. Or you feel almost embarrassed to ask or to pose for the camera because you're like, this is so silly. I'm putting this on my Instagram. This is just like, where, what is going on, you know? Or you've wondered how everybody else gets pictures of them on social media, right? Like, how do they always look so good, have the best pictures? Like, they're in bed sleeping. How did they get that picture, you know? <laughs> so there's two parts to this. The first part is how to get better pictures without having an Instagram husband. We're going to talk about a couple different things. And the second part is how to use those pictures to create a personal brand and how to market your business. So these are all pictures that were either taken by a tripod or by my husband who hates pictures, like more than anyone. I'm a photographer and he like cries when we have to take family pictures. Not really, but he throws fits, you know, in his own little way. Um, when we have to take pictures, he hates pictures. And obviously, I love pictures. I'm a photographer, I capture everything. And um, even though he hates it, I mean, he's, I still have to get in front of the camera. So we're gonna talk about how I've made it work for me. So we're gonna talk about all these different things. You don't have to write down everything right away. We're gonna talk about how to set expectations with your human tripod. And then we're gonna talk about how to take your post shots first, putting your camera away, using a tripod and mobile Lightroom presets. So the first thing is, if you have a husband, even a husband that hates photos, there is a way to get him to support you to take photos. It doesn't have to be a husband, though. It could be a roommate. It could be a sister. It could be a mom. It could be some random person that you walk by on. That's a little harder. That's a little more awkward. But we have people in our lives that can take our pictures, even though they hate it. So what I say to my husband is, I know you hate pictures, and we're going to the zoo today, and we're all cute, we all look good, I want a picture. It doesn't necessarily have to be for Instagram, it could just be for memories, you know? But I, I need this picture, so I will take one family picture, one picture with my daughter, and then I'll be done. And so I set this expectation at the beginning of our outing, and the same could happen for Rain. I wanna take one picture in this outfit before the day starts, and then it's done. So the reason we do it at the beginning of the day is, has anyone ever taken family pictures? Has anyone ever had to get their kids all dressed and then like someone spills something and you're like, no, ah, what are you doing? 
We were supposed to, you know, or you're like, don't touch anything, don't touch anything, don't touch anything. If you're doing that every day, that's miserable for your family. So if you're gonna take a picture that day, take it first. First thing, so when we go on vacation, and we're all cute, and we got all these outfits for our trip, before we leave the hotel room, I find a spot for a picture, we take a picture, and then I put the camera down. I don't always put the camera down, but I know any picture after that is just extra. It's like a bonus. But I got the shot that I wanted and needed, and now they can spill ice cream on their clothes, they can play in the dirt, and all these different things that we're trying to like, no, we haven't taken pictures of that, no, we haven't taken pictures of that. So that is the first rule. And then, once you put your camera away and like respect that, then they're like, oh, okay, we're not taking pictures all day, and then they're less grumpy about it. I don't know if you guys have grumpy people that hate pictures. I, I clearly do. So, um, okay, the next thing is tripods are actually a lot more reliable than husbands. Unless you have an Instagram husband, you four people. Don't listen to this part. So tripods, because tripods don't complain, they're set in the position you want them to be in, and they don't take like the bad angles or like twist it or get it out of focus. So I take a lot of my photos with a tripod. So me and my daughter went to Disneyland, just me and her. And before, so this was outside the park of Disneyland. And obviously there's so many cute spots in Disneyland and stuff, but I didn't want to spend the day taking photos. I knew outside the park before we started when we're in our cute outfits, when she actually changed into a princess dress after this because she didn't even want to wear this, you know. But I'm like, no, we have matching outfits. We have to wear them. So we took a picture on a tripod. So that's where the tripod was set up. And that's me and my daughter. And um, some cameras have Wi-Fi so you can focus with your phone and take a photo. Before I had Wi-Fi, I know a lot of you probably have that capability. Before I had Wi-Fi, I would just put my child where I wanted it, focus it, and then run and do the 10-second thing and hold their hand, you know? So tripods are great. Um, you can also do makeshift tripods. So this, my husband had um, surgery right before we went to Boston, so that's why was, he had a little lake thing. But um, I didn't bring my tripod, because tripods are hard to travel with, and you don't want to take them everywhere. So I put it on this garbage can and did this, the focus thing, run, I put him where I wanted him. Um, if you're doing it by yourself, I like put like my purse where I want to stand or something there where I want to stand so I can focus and then run. These are two hashtags that I use. One is Kylie Ann Photography by Luke, which is my husband, and one is Kylie Ann Photography by Self Timer. If you scroll through, there's a lot more Self Timer ones than husband ones because Self Timers are more reliable and they don't complain. So now you're probably thinking, okay, that's great. I can get the photo, but I look horrible because no one's telling me what to do. And even if you do get your husband to take the picture, they are just like taking it, taking, taking it. You're like, no, 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 you have to tell me what to do. And nobody knows, like you don't even know what to do. You can't expect them to know what to do. So I'm gonna give you some posing tips um, and show you some examples. So first tip is give your hand somewhere to go. So if you're taking a picture and you stand like this, it's not like, especially because you're probably like this, it's more like, you know, it's not very flattering, but if you give your hand somewhere to go, if you don't have pockets, hips, if you have pockets, this, if you have hair, just somewhere to go so it doesn't feel like, the first thing, anytime I take a picture of somebody, I've been a wedding photographer for, for eight years, I get a group together and they're like, where did I put my hands? Where did I put my hands? I'm like, put them on your side. Even if you say, put them on your side, it makes people instantly feel better. So, always give your hand somewhere to go and then you'll automatically feel less awkward. The second thing is if it bends, bend it. So if we're standing like this, it's not very flattering. But if we pop a knee and like a hip and a, an elbow and all these different things, then we're automatically more flattering than if we were just standing like this. 
And then the third thing is to move. So that's where you're like, oh man, I no, 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 no. Well, you see all these like, you know, the, the harmonies and the savannas who have gorgeous photos. The, they are moving. They are walking. They're flipping their hair. They're moving around. They're doing this, and that's how they're getting. They're not just like, you know, get, like posing like that. They're moving to get these cute photos. So you have to just kind of like own it and move around and twirl and have fun with it and laugh about it because it is awkward and funny. But um, moving definitely helps you feel a little bit more relaxed and look less awkward. The next thing is to memorize three poses. So everybody stand up. We're gonna memorize these three poses. Okay, this is hard, right? Okay, the first one, you're gonna cross your hand over your stomach like this, and then you're gonna grab your hair or your shoulder, or you're gonna grab your chin, something like this. So you can like pop a hip, do whatever. So that's the first pose, okay? You guys look great. Okay, the next one's easy. If you have pockets, hands in your pockets. Easiest pose ever. And you can pop one of your legs out. Hands in pockets, pop a leg out. You can do it in your jacket, in your pants. And then the third one is hand on your hip. And the other one can stay down here or it can come up in your hair. Okay, so now you have three poses. Anytime someone asks you to, for a picture, okay, watch this. These three poses, watch. Same three poses, see? This and this, right? But this time I'm leaning forward. Middle one, hands in the pockets. And the other one, hands on hair. Well, you can't see my hip. And then here's the third one. Don't worry. Okay. It does that. Okay. Oh. It's walking. I can't walk over there. Oh, maybe not. It does this? Okay. Okay, so real quick, take a mental picture of that. Just kidding. Okay. Whoop. So, yeah, you can sit down. So the point is... I have these three poses, and they change because outfit changes, environment changes, but I always can go to, is this going to be okay? Where'd my, where'd my people go? They're in the back. Okay. Is this okay? <laughs> I mean, it's not okay, but. <laughs> um, okay, so the point being that you, if you have three poses that you can all, if, you know, if someone's not there to tell you what to do, right here, we, we're in the best place ever because we have friends being, oh, no, that's stupid. Oh, no, do this. And I saw these girls, and I copied them, um, on the rain chair doing like, you know, like full on. And like we have friends to tell us what to do. But when we get back home and our five-year-old's taking the photo, they're not going to tell us what to do. So we have these three poses, and they change with your outfit, with your environment, where you're at, your location, all these different things. So, the next thing, when we get our slides back on, is to add in the things that are relevant to your business and to your brand. So, your palettes, your makeup brushes, your computer, your phone, your clutch, your new tote. That was cute, right? Who's excited about that? So, um, when we add in the things that are natural to our environment, it, first of all, it feels a little more natural to like pose doing your makeup because we're not posing. We're just doing our makeup and someone's taking a photo. Um, but in addition to that, it, it's great for, you know. Okay, it's going to blink, but we're just going to take it. Oh, it's good. It's good. Okay, so for me, I like to add in my children and stuff where I can because a, lot, a large part of my business 
is, or a lot of what I like to tell people or like share with people is that you can do this as a mom and you can do this with children. You can do this with a busy life. Like it can fit into your normal life. So whatever your normal life is, add that into your photos. If it's your children, add your children. If it's your dog, add your dog. And obviously you don't have to have your dog doing your makeup, but holding your dog, you know, stuff like that. So this is my daughter. Obviously we got the palettes out, we got the mirrors out. Um, she is always doing her makeup with my makeup. She does her makeup more than I do my makeup. And so a lot of times she becomes a subject of my photos. Um, and then other things, you know, in your office, your workspace. Um, if your workspace is the kitchen counter, that's okay. That's what people want to see. They want to see that you're working at your kitchen counter. They want to see that you're working in the car. They want to see that you're working like in between school drop-offs and carpools or wherever it is. It doesn't matter if it's fancy, it doesn't matter if it's beautiful. People want to see who you are and what you're, where you're working and all these different environmental things. Okay, let's talk about lighting, because lighting is huge with photos. So first of all, choosing the right time of day is going to help you out a lot with photos. So high noon is the worst time of day to take photos because the light's right here, right? It's coming down right here. It's kind of like when you stand under the wings. Has anyone stand under the wings? Yeah, that's high noon. The light is coming right there, and it's like, bleh, it's so bad. So, choosing a time of day where the light is low and soft, like sunset or sunrise, is going to automatically make your photos better and more dreamier. You know when people have those like dreamy, glowy pictures? They're not doing those at noon, they're doing those right before sunset. The other thing is shade. So if you can't shoot at a good time of day, then go against a building or find shade, find even light where it's like consistent throughout. So I would rather stand right here than under the chandelier. So if it's the sun, I want to stand underneath an overhanging thing so that I can get even light instead of trying to fight the sun. The next is when you can't find shade and you can't shoot at a good time of day is to backlight. So that's putting the light behind the subject instead of facing the light. So when you're facing the light, what does it look like? Like this, squinty. So, and, not, and it's just harsh and, so when you put the light behind them, so this is Arizona at noon, probably 11. So it's behind us just a little bit, you can see our shadows coming forward, but it's even enough light that you're all getting consistent um, light on your faces. And then, who has a ring light? Ring lights are the best for indoor photos, for makeup photos. So this is funny because my ring light was like shorting. So her before picture didn't have a ring light and her after picture did. And, but you can see in like the dimension of her face and everything how the ring light made a difference. And I'm in an, I have a natural light studio, so the first picture wasn't bad, you know? Um, but you can just see how the ring light just kind of adds that extra light and glow to her face. Let's talk about composition. So composition is one of the, the things that takes a snapshot into a photograph. So I always talk about my mom. My mom, when she wants to take a picture of something, she's like sitting on the couch, the kids are over here playing, somebody's over here doing something, and she'll just, you know, take the whole room, you know, and that's a snapshot. And then my dad, he is where I get my photography blood from. He'll go down and he'll squat down on the floor and get in on the kids playing over here. And then I'll get in over here and then I'll get in over here. And that's a photograph because we're taking out the other elements and just kind of focusing on what's happening. And that's what makes it interesting. So here's the first rule is 
framing a photo. So you know when you get a photo back and like a lamp post was coming out your head? That's where framing comes in, putting the lamp post on the side. So last year we had the telephone booth. I saw a lot of telephones coming out of people's heads. And it's things people don't notice. Also like having the line straight and all these different things just coming from like a straight angle. Um, and then I see this photo all the time too, this waterfall in Hawaii. I see people there all the time where waterfalls coming out of their head. It's all about just taking a step to the left, centering it, and making it more visually interesting. Another thing is changing your perspective. So you can have one thing going on and take 10 pictures of it that all look different. I could have zoomed in on a brush. I could have come from above. I could have gone wider. So if you're changing your perspective, you're getting so many different photos of one thing without having to set up 10 different scenes. So this is my daughter. She is a future mascara artist. She is seriously, I mean, she did a video a couple, like, when I, like 2017, so when I first joined about her contour. So she's going places. Um, another thing is clear the background. And I see this with a little bit of hesitation because I don't want it to become fake. I don't want you to create a scene that's not your life. But clearing the background as, is as simple as moving over and moving a hand out of the way. So that you're, you're, it's not about making a fake life or pretending like your life is something it's not. It's more of just removing elements that are distracting so you can focus on what you want people to focus on. So that's how I look at clearing the background. I don't want it to be something that's made up or not real because I'm very, very into being very open and vulnerable and authentic. But you can see right here in this, the difference between obviously her tongue though. This is my same daughter from the last photo. This one, she was a baby. Um, clearly my boys never get in the front of the camera. Um, so that one over there, obviously her tongue's cute and stuff, but you see the hand and the body and all these things. And then this one, you can just focus on her. Okay, bonus, be brand ready. So my fonts didn't come over. So that's why everything's a little, whatever, it's fine. Um, so be brand ready. So my brand for my business, so my business is not just mascara. Um, it's called Kylie Ann Studios, and I do photography and mascara, and I teach marketing, and I teach photographers, and I speak, and all these different things. But my brand colors are pink, blush pink. And so when I'm going, when I'm going to get ready for the day, even if it's like on a date night, or coming to rain, or whatever, I'm going to wear my brand colors so that when I get photos of me, which is the only time I'm going to get photos of me is when I'm like, you know, going out, then I'm going to have all these different photos that I can share that don't require extra work to get ready just for photos for Instagram. So the goal is to wear your colors or to take photos when you're already getting ready, date night, rain. Last year at rain, it's awesome because my teammate, she's over here taking pictures of me, oh, right there. Um, she was like, man, you got so many pictures last year. I'm still using the pictures from Rain last year. How many outfits do we wear in a convention? Or not Rain, Dream, sorry. How many outfits do we wear? Like we have Thursday night, Friday, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night. And then we had all those cute photo booths. And you can throw a jacket on, take a jacket off. I had content for like, I mean, I still am using some of it. Like the phone booth, so cute. Anyways, but I wore my color every day so that when I had this content and I didn't have to like go plan a session. Not that that's bad. I'm a photographer. I do that all the time. But um, it just makes it easier. Does anyone have Lightroom mobile presets? Right? Life-changing. The next tip is to use a preset. It doesn't have to be, you can choose whatever preset you want. It doesn't have to be 
The key is just to make your pictures, so when you take a photo on an iPhone, it's a little blah most of the time, until you add a, like a preset to it to brighten it up, add the contrast. You can kind of look like a professional photographer just from your phone now because of Lightroom presets. Um, a lot of the times I just take pictures on my phone now because it's easier. So here are some of my presets. Um, I went to Boston and didn't even take my camera. Um, so you can see like just a tiny difference in just bringing up the, the brightness and stuff makes a huge difference in your photos. So if you guys take a photo today and you tag me, I'll give you a link for my free Lightroom presets. So my Instagram is Kylie Ann Studios. So you have to take a free or you have to take a picture of yourself in front of the camera. Oh, you probably all have done that already because there's so many picture opportunities here. You have to post it and tag me, and I will send you a link. Yes. Oh, it's K Y L E E A N N S T U D I O S. I think it's spelling bee. Um, Kylie Ann Studios. And um, I have 29 presets in my pack. So, and, and the thing is, not every single preset's gonna work for every occasion, and not every single preset's gonna be, fit your style. But hopefully there's enough styles where you can find one that fits what your brand is, and use that consistently to create a consistent feed and consistent brand for yourself. Thank you. Thank yes, you. yes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, now, who in here sells makeup? Who in here sells mascara makeup? What's the difference between your mascara makeup and your mascara makeup? Nothing, right? So we have to be ourselves. And I know we keep hearing that, be yourself, be yourself, and you're like, ooh. Like, what does that mean? What do you mean? What do you want me to say? Like, I'm boring. So we're gonna talk about that. But first of all, I wanna say, a lot of people are like, I'm boring, or my life is crazy, or whatever you're going to attract who you are by being yourself. And you might not attract the people that you think you want to attract, but you're going to attract the people that fit with who you are, and that's more important. And for me, I'd rather put everything I am out there on the internet so that when people come and hire me or they want to be an artist under me, they know exactly what they're getting. They're not getting, some, they're not getting the fake me that's not going to get along with you. So when I talk about being yourself, I want you to think completely. It doesn't matter if you like weird things. Everybody likes weird things. Everybody does. And I think that we get stuck in trying to do what other people think we should do, like, and post what other people think we should post, instead of just being ourselves. But if you are yourself, you will attract greatness, and it will be the people that you want in your corner. So what is marketing? Marketing is the art of convincing people that you are the best artist for them and why they need to buy your product or service. So you sell mascara and you sell mascara and you ma sell mascara, why do they wanna buy from you? So we're going to talk about that, but basically, marketing is that difference. It's the difference, oh my gosh, there's this cutest little baby with a smile crawling towards me and he's so adorable. <laughs> he can come up here. Uh, okay, so, um, that was adorable. You like this, huh? It is fun. All right, so uh, ma marketing is also creating your own brand within mascara that's irresistible and connecting your services with their needs. So on our team, we have a lot of different people. We have me, who 
Um, I like to attract business-minded people, who, people who want to learn how to run a business. Marketing, I love to teach those kinds of things. So those are the kind of people I attract, the people who want to learn business. My twin sister is also a mascara artist, and she joined a week after me, and she loves makeup. She loves doing makeup, she loves tutorials, she loves making the cute little graphics, and she, so anyway, so we, two twins, you know, same town, same everything, she'll sign up some of my friends, I'll sign, some, uh, sign up some of her friends, because our brands are totally different, because we are doing our own thing, and we're attracting our own people. I think marketing is the key to success, because obviously, we all are selling mascara, and mascara is awesome. The product is amazing, it kind of sells itself. The brand's amazing, it's beautiful. We have all these pictures from mascara that they give us to share. So what's the difference between someone who's selling a lot and someone who's not selling anything at all? It's marketing, it's putting it out there, and, and we all can attract people to us, but some people are focused on the product and some people are being themselves and that's what's selling the makeup. So we're gonna talk about posting and praying versus a strategic social media marketing plan. Has anyone ever made a post on social media and then wondered like, oh, or you're just like, okay, please, please, this is gonna be the one that make, you know, gets me an artist. And then nothing, you have like four likes on it and you're like, I'm just gonna quit and die. This is horrible. <laughs> so um, that's because there's no strategy in that. And you have to have strategy to be successful. You can't just post and pray. You can't just post when you want. You can't just post the product. That's not gonna be enough. So step one, download a scheduler. So does anybody have a scheduler currently? I see some hands, but everybody by next conference needs to have their hands raised. This is life-changing stuff right here. So I use Planoly, my, my uh, referral code's at the bottom, but Planoly is my favorite because it's visual, and you can see what your grid's gonna look like before you even like post it, so you can move things around and make it look pretty. And I'm like a photographer and I like pretty things, so it's important to me. So why are we downloading a scheduler? Okay, how many people took at least five pictures here at Rain, right? Most people, and then we go home and we dump them all in one weekend and then we're out of content for a year, right? We can't do that, we can't just have content when we have a party or when we do a color match. We have to be ahead of ourselves. And so we have to take the photo, so for example, we have rain, you took a picture at the throne with the wings, you probably took a picture with your team, you took a picture of your food, you took a picture of maybe Kira on stage, um, some of the samples, you can go out there and take some flat lays of the makeup even if you don't have it yet. You have all these photos and if you use them all this weekend, then what are you gonna do the rest of the month when you are at home recovering Netflix binging, you know? So you have to resist the urge to post over and over by using a scheduler. It helps you plan, prepare, inspire, and educate. So the captions that are like, wow, how did she come up with that? Wow, that was a really good caption. All I can think of is like, New products, click. Um, it's because I'm not writing posts when I'm, you know, at rain talking to my friends. I'm writing posts a month in advance while I'm sitting there in a writing mood where I'm writing posts, writing posts, writing posts. I write a month at a time so that I can just turn it off and go on with my life. Um, but, and then you can leave gaps open for impromptu posting. So like I knew I'm gonna be here this weekend, so I left, you can add little, blank spaces in Planoly, I left a blank space that said mascara conference. So I know that I need to at least make one post this weekend so I can still be present and my story is for being in the moment. 
My posts are to prepare and plan and educate. So we have to use the captions too. Yes? Okay, so in the last year, Instagram has partnered with Planoly, and now you can auto-post. Because before, I did use an app because I'm more of like, I'll risk getting shut, well, maybe not shut down. I'll risk, so I was shadow banned three years ago when I was using an auto-poster because it was not combined with Instagram. Now, Planoly, Hootsuite, Plan, a lot of them are partnered with Instagram, and it does not mess up your engagement. That's a good question. You can also just have it remind you to post and not auto-post if you're worried about it. So then at least you have the caption written and it will tell you, okay, now you post it. So, good question. Okay, use the captions. So show more personality in your captions. This is what's hard. I look at, I look at, it's so hard, it gives me kind of a headache. I look at Instagram and I see someone like, oh, they're doing a new business. And then I go to their thing and it's like product picture, product picture, not pictures they took at all, other people's product, other people's before and afters, other people's testimonials, not just in our company, in all MLM companies. Have you noticed that? You go to a page and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, another one of those. And you're like, ooh, you know, the cringe, you're just like, ooh, this is not good. So for me, it's just like, no, 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 no. We don't need that. We don't need that. We just need you. That's all we need. It's really simple. It seems not like it's not, but you need, so I'm going to talk about caption ideas in a minute, but this is one where um, I just had my baby. I like have to kind of read the caption to remember exactly what I'm saying. I just had my baby and I was in labor doing my makeup, which I think a lot of us have done, right? Who's done that? I see it all the time in the mascara group. You're like, quick, I've got to put makeup on. And so I'm just talking about why I was so excited to bring it to the hospital, how it's so easy, how it makes me feel, da da da, all these things. And that brought connection. That made people feel something. Whereas if I just posted a picture of somebody else's picture, you know, mascara, which are beautiful photos on their feet, beautiful. I posted that and said, new products, or um, look at this kit, it's amazing. And I see that so many times. I see people not using the captions, not making connections, not making people feel anything. Nobody is gonna buy if they can't feel something. What does it mean to you? Why, do, why did you sign up? How does it make you feel? Anyways, we're gonna get to that a little bit more, but caption ideas. Here are some ideas. You can take a picture of this, because this is good stuff. So first of all, be educational. So when I say be educational, I mean, how to contour, what's the best color for you, how to unpack, you know how she was saying returns, um, like 75% of returns don't even open the tin? So how about we all go home and do like three posts about how to open your tin, how to put it in, how to put it on for the first time. If you're scared, this is what you should do. I can think of 10 captions that would help people feel more comfortable pulling the tins out, and that's educational. Um, some other educational ideas. Um, obviously, the, the basics, how to color match, how to send a selfie, um, what blush colors should you use. It could even be like the best color scheme for fall, the best color scheme for spring, back to school makeup. There's so many things. Like That's kind of an easy one in our industry, I feel like, because everything we are doing is teaching someone, right? The next thing is to ask questions. So it can be like, mascara doesn't sell mascara. What's your favorite mascara? Um, 
You know, I've seen that question on everybody's feed. It could be, what's your favorite lip stain? What's, you know, how we're supposed to talk about other products we love? Let's find out what they love, and they can be the professionals for a minute, and then it will help them feel more comfortable coming to us, too. Um, the next one is to tell stories. So I'm going to start spouting out stories. Write these down, because these are good. How did you join mascara? What was the first impression you had of mascara? Um, what happened the first time you tried it on. So I think a lot of people are saying, I got my makeup, it's so cute. Instead of, oh my gosh, I opened my makeup and it was overwhelming because there were so many colors. Or I opened my makeup and I finally felt like I could do it. Like there's so many ways you could say something, but the easiest way is to just tell your story. Tell exactly what, exactly what you felt and did. And those stories are going to attract more customers than anything else. The story of putting it on for the first time, the story of the first time you felt confident in makeup even when you were 12 years old. It doesn't have to be mascara related. Yeah? Do you have a separate account for your photography business? This is hard. Okay, so I have a personal account that's like a chat book dump account. And I don't care if I post four times a day with 10 posts because it's just for chat book and people still follow me. I don't know why. That's probably annoying. But and then I have my business one where it's like professional. It's posting my work, my, yeah. So that's hard, but I don't necessarily think you have to do it that way. But yes. So when you talk about telling a story, I think telling a story that's like this won't feel so long. What's your advice as far as you know, how long you feel? Okay, good. That's a good question. Let me, okay. Did I finish this one? Basically, if you have a, per you can't, I guess it's your purpose on Instagram. For me, my personal one is the purpose is chat books and documenting my family. So that has to be separate because I don't want it to mix with business. But if you're not doing that journaling, then you can have them combined and I think it's great to mix personal. I think it's really great to mix personal. Okay, as for that, um, I think you have to know your audience because I think some audience, as I, I'm surprised by it sometimes too, but some people read, though, like some audiences prefer the long posts and then some are really short. And I think you could take one story and break it up into four different posts if you feel like a story's too long and be like, to be continued. And then people get invested and they wanna keep reading it. So I'd probably start with medium length, not anything too long because until you have an invested following, they're probably not gonna read something that's super long. Yes? No, okay, that's a good question. Do your captions have to match your photo? No. So that was weird when I posted my first caption that didn't match my photo. Because obviously I'm taking pictures in rain last year and I'm still, where am I at on time here? Am I still good? Where are my people, I'm still good? 10? Four. Oh, okay. Um, okay. What was I saying? Oh, okay. It's hard, but you'll get used to it. Short answer. Uh, okay, and then be inspirational. So when I say be inspirational, I mean listen to a podcast, share what you loved about the podcast and why. Don't just be like, inspirational quote. You have to be, like, you have to get deeper inside of you. You don't have to share your, you know, mental health struggles. You don't have to post a picture in a bikini. But you can dig a little bit deeper until you get comfortable enough to be online. And then give advice. So be, give professional advice how to color map, all these different things that we just talked about, and then be personal. Ask yourself when you're posting, is it educational? Is it entertaining? Is it encouraging? Is it engaging? And then do not, sorry, take a picture really quick. Four minutes, so much left to say. 
Um, do not just describe the photo, ever. Don't just be like, new product, look at this blush. You gotta give a little more meaning to it. Um, don't just tell them there's more on the website or check out my blog, sign up for an artist with the link above, you know, stuff like that. Don't just show product all the time. Show your face, show your family, show other things, show your behind the scenes. I'll give you a whole list. Get your cameras ready because there's gonna be a whole list. And do not just use pictures from someone else's every single time you post. It's great that your team can provide other pictures for you, but it doesn't speak to people the same way as you creating your own content. And remember to use emotion to engage your following. Okay, we're just gonna skip through for a minute. Okay, here's another list. Use quality photos, share behind, before and after, show the process, show behind the scenes, share personal pictures, show off your products, show your family life, um, share your client experience, like what it's like to come get a color match from you, all those different things and be yourself. And that is all for today. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. While you're walking out, I think I can do this. Um, they're gonna take my mic, so I'll have to yell. Um, say, keep your like same style, same edits, that's where the Lightroom presets come in, similar lighting, and then be consistent with your bio. So if you're just saying like I'm a makeup artist and then you start posting pictures of food and your family and your dog, they're gonna leave. So create a bio that's who you actually are and then post who you actually are in your feed. <laughs>